I don't know how I, I would have endured, honestly, I don't know, particularly my first early loss, which was so traumatic to be such a young child and to have my mother die. She died unexpectedly. She wasn't sick or anything. She had a heart attack and just was taken from us so quickly. You know, and she'd been a very jolly person. She was filled with laughter and filled with song and humor. And, you know, it was just like the lights were turned off. It was like the music stopped. The premiere of the MGM and Lightworkers film Resurrection was released on March 27th this past weekend on Discovery+. Plus. The feature-length motion picture is from the Bible producers Roma Downey and her husband Mark Burnett. Roma Downey joins us from California. I believe, Roma, you're in California right now, but welcome to Mid-South Viewpoint. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Well, the last time we got together was back in 2018. Your book, Box of Butterflies, Discovering the Unexpected Blessings All Around Us, was released. And you were my guest right here on the show. Now, Roma, in light of the COVID pandemic facing the world, have you discovered any unexpected blessings lately? Oh, my goodness. I, I feel like there have been so many blessings have unfolded out of this challenging time. I mean, obviously, we wish it hadn't happened at all. We know a lot of people lost their lives. A lot of people got sick, and it's been really, really a challenge for folks. But I think that in my own family, we felt a closeness, you know. I think maybe it forced everybody to reexamine their lives, their priorities, uh, to remember what's important, who's important, and to really fully step into, you know, I guess an appreciation for each other, a a gratitude for each other. So I think we all just feel a little bit closer and a little bit more loving toward each other. I think that's a good word there, Roma. I know I felt the same way in my family. Well, following the record-breaking rating success of the Emmy-nominated miniseries, The Bible, and also the uh, feature film, Son of God, you and Mark teamed up again for this movie, Resurrection. Yes, yeah, we're super excited. I think particularly, too, because of the pandemic and because of the year that we've all just had to come through, indeed, that we're still coming through, because even though I think there's finally light at the end of the tunnel, uh, we're not quite through it yet. Um, but we really wanted to be able to deliver a film that had a center message of hope uh, for this time. And, you know, there's no greater hope story than the story of a, of the resurrection. Oh, yes. Well, Roma, many couples say they can never work together with their mate. What do you enjoy most about working on projects, especially like Resurrection with your husband, Mark? Well, you know, just to, to work on on gospel stories, it's just such a blessing because you get to be deep in the Word and working and shaping and trying to bring these incredible Bible stories to the screen. Um, always presents its own uh, certain challenges, but but we have so enjoyed working together. And I have girlfriends who joke all the time. They say, I couldn't even hang wallpaper with my husband. Uh, never mind, you know, run a production company and create these biblical epic dramas together. But we do very well together. You know, we clearly have very different styles. I think we also have very different skill sets. You know, we bring our own particular talents to it. And 
and together we make a complete team. Um, also, it has to be said, you know, that to make a movie takes a village, and, you know, we're always looking to hire, you know, excellent people, people who are really going to over-deliver. Over and I think in all aspects of this movie, from our, our amazing cast, who, you know, we... Realize these roles so beautifully to the the design team from costumes and sets to create this authentic ancient world, which we invite the audience to step back into as if you've gone back in time because we wanted it to feel like you were back there and that you were walking in the footsteps of Jesus and working in the footsteps of these early disciples. And when we really start to understand what they went through, you know, and the fears and the, you know, the danger of the time, the tensions of that time, you know, I think we start to realize that maybe courage isn't the absence of fear. I think courage is having fear, but still moving forward, you know, because I think they were afraid, you know, if they had just killed Jesus, chances are they might be next. You know, so we get to follow resurrection really follows the story of the disciples and tells the story from their point of view. You know, a lot of movies in this genre go right back into the, the ministry of Jesus. We did it ourselves in our feature film, Son of God, which came out a few years ago. But for this movie, the crucifixion opens the movie. Roma, I like where you're going here because... In 2018, I had an opportunity to travel two separate times to Israel. I got to experience what life was like there and the environment and going to many of the places that we read about in our Bibles. So the Bible does come to life when you go to Israel. You talked about creating the the movie environment for uh, the scenes. And, and when you go, you get to feel that you are actually walking there in Jerusalem when you watch this movie. Yes, to get to go back, to get to feel like you're in that world, that's what we do as filmmakers. You know, the scripture is beautiful, and we have the Gospels from four different point of views, and so we really get a, a sort of factual account of what was going on. But, but the Gospel isn't written like a novel. It doesn't allow us the opportunity to know what they were feeling or the nuance of emotions, etc., and we, we get to do that in film. And so for that opening scene, you know, we, we cut from the awful, painful crucifixion. And our first dramatic scene is, is when the disciples are now gathering after the death of Jesus. And, you know, we see them come in with, with all kinds of different emotions. I mean, I think what's very present for them is fear. We, clearly they ran away. Clearly they were scared for their own lives. We know from Scripture that Peter denied Jesus three times, as Jesus said he would. Um, and we have to assume that he did so because he was afraid for his own life. Um, so I think when they start coming back, there's a little bit of shame or guilt that they did run off. There's certainly confusion about what to do next. I mean, there's a, a tons of heartbreak and grief because they've lost their, their Lord, their beloved teacher, um, has been murdered. And so, you know, we try to really pick up on that and, you know, but will they wait the three days? That's the question. He's, he told yes. them he would rise in three days and will they wait? And so that's 
you know, our first scene is really them debating that. It's like some of them feel they should just get out of there. You know, they should get back to their families. They should get back to their lives, head back up to Galilee. And they decide that, you know, that they loved him and they want to believe him and that it's worth the three days to wait. And so that's kind of the kickoff point for the film. Um, I think it gives it a unique point of view. It's so unique, Roma. You actually feel the pain of these disciples, their anticipation, their questions, their confusion, all of the things you just mentioned. That part of the dialogue, I don't think we typically think about. We don't. And I think also, you know, it was just a way to show their humanity um, because it's easy, you know, from our 21st century point of view to look back at the first century and and think, well, they were just, you know, all supermen, or they were all just, you know, filled with spirit. But I think it's important for us to remember that they were filled with doubts. They were filled with confusion. They didn't always know what to do. They, You know, they didn't have all the answers. So it's very relatable for us, you know. I mean, at different times in the film, depending which of the disciples is feeling something or other, you know, I, I've, at some point I relate to all of them. Yes. And all of those feelings I have felt on my faith walk, you know, and I think that that's what makes the story so compelling. I couldn't agree with you more, Roma. That is so true. And, you know, we mentioned about the COVID pandemic and how it's impacted society around us and all around the world, in addition to the loss of uh, so many lives. Many have had to adapt their jobs and have lost their jobs due to the virus. You and Mark use this strange time we're living in to create resurrection. You have a vast library of biblical material, I understand, into your home that sort of shaped your thoughts for this film. Of course, the Bible, I know, I'm sure, was the main source of material. But were there other things that helped shape some of your thoughts as you were looking to make this movie? Yes, well, obviously, because of covid uh, we weren't able to go off and film. You know, it's it's uh, it has you know the pandemic has impacted the film industry as it has every other industry, and because of safety protocols, etc. Um, you know, we see movie sets are finally beginning to open up and people getting tested, and um, you know, different ways they have now of trying to run a set. But this, you know, this movie would have had to been shot. Um, last uh, last spring and summer to be ready for an Easter release. And so we decided that we would go in with what we already had and shape and craft and lovingly uh, put this film together with the help of an excellent editing team in London. And then with the benefits of modern technology, we were able to uh, email and uh, drop link the, the the edit cuts back and forth so that Mark and I could watch each stage and make suggestions and and so on while our editor put it together. But it's a you know it's it was pulled mostly from a series we did called AD and um, you know and we were able to find a lot of new footage that wasn't in the series so it's it's a a fresh approach yes um we had thought maybe at christmas we might have still been able to get it out in theaters because you know it's a big biblical drama and deserves a uh a big you know we thought it would have lent itself well to a big screen experience it's kind of what we did with son of god that was pulled from the bible series you know yes 
that there's some, but but clearly theaters weren't going to be open. That wasn't going to be safe to to invite people into large group settings at this time. So uh, that's where we were very grateful as we looked around to the streaming world. All of the streamers wanted it, of course, because you know it's Easter and it's an Easter movie, and you know it's a perfect movie that families can gather together and watch from the comfort and safety of their own homes. But we um, met with the Discovery Plus. Discovery Plus is a, a fairly new platform, and what we liked about them was that the other shows that they have on there are all incredibly family-friendly. Um, there's nothing that, that that you would see on there that wouldn't be appropriate for your family or for your kids to watch. And we thought that was important if we were going to be inviting our fans, our followers, to to watch the movie. Um, and it's a you know a relatively inexpensive service, so um, it just you know is just launched this past weekend. And you know I we couldn't be more excited that the film is up. It's up now as people prepare for Easter. We're in the last week of Lent. We're now in Holy Week. And uh, and as we move towards Easter Sunday, you know, there's going to be many families are going to gather together to watch the story and and have already done so. You know, I see so many comments on my um, on my social media and on the social media of Lightworkers, um, our company, um, that people are just saying that it's so touched them, it's moved them. You know the great the great thing about social media. I know it gets a bad rap, and I know it has been misused by people to rain hate on each other. But I think it also is a marvelous resource, a great tool um, for connecting with people, particularly at this time when we felt so disconnected, um, and a and a way for people to communicate with each other. And you know, so we've been getting little instant mini reviews. From uh, from from you know enthusiastic uh, viewers, and I've so appreciated that. You know, oh. because sometimes you're create you're creating something. It feels like you're in a vacuum, you know. And to just get for somebody to say, "No, I'm here. I downloaded it. I watched it with my family. We loved it. Thank you." Oh. And it's just been so. Um, Mark and I've really been enjoying reading what people have been saying this past weekend. And you know, and it's just beginning to roll out. So yes. We feel very encouraged that that families are going to find it. But you know what? Also, I find encouraging because I think, well, you know, a Christian audience, um, of course, is going to see a movie called Resurrection at Easter, and they're going to flock to it. But you know, I, I'm still excited and encouraged by the possibility that you know people maybe who don't even know the story of Jesus, who don't know anything, may stumble on the movie. And watch it because it's an exciting, you know, gritty uh, thriller. It plays yes. like a thriller, really. Yes. And that maybe there'll be an opportunity for it to, you know, to touch someone's heart. And we can pray for that to happen, Roma. Well, as you know, one of the realities of life is death. And I believe you were 10 years old when your mother passed, and you were attending the London Drama School in 85 when your dad passed. Your beloved, like a mother, dearest friend, Della Reese, passed in 2017. First Thessalonians 4, 13, 14 says, Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed by those who sleep in death, so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. 
For we believe that Jesus died and rose again, so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. Roma, that is the resurrection hope that we have. How have you personally found that hope to help you through the tragedies of life, like losing those who are so close to you? Yes, I know. It's a really, I don't know if I, if I, if I hadn't had uh, my faith in that, that scripture is so beautiful. I love that scripture. Um, I don't know how I, I would have endured. Honestly, I don't know, particularly my first early loss, which was so traumatic to be such a young child and to have my mother die. She died unexpectedly. She wasn't sick or anything. Um, she had a heart attack and, and just was taken from us so quickly. You know, and she'd been a very jolly person. She was filled with laughter and filled with song and humor. And, you know, it was just like the lights were turned off. It was like the music stopped. And, um, you know, we just really leaned in. My father was a man of strong faith. And, um, and through his guidance and, you know, we just all leaned in. We just leaned in to the promise of the resurrection. And um, that I would see her again. You know, I believe I will see her again. And and after my pop died, I, um, you know, it's like there's a moment in there where I think you can allow the, the the sadness of life to just weigh you down. You know, do you become a victim to your grief? You know, and or, you know, do you, you know, rest on the promises and. And I just, you know, I was able to just, my faith was strong. It was able to buoy me. I thank God. You know, it's not that I don't miss them. I miss them every single day. Yes. And my beloved Della, who stepped into my life as a mother, you know, I mean, when she and I were working together, her only daughter died when we were untouched by an angel. And, I mean, it just, you know, again, a surprise, a shocking death for her. And, you know, she she was just, you know, uh, unconsolable. And, you know, but a few weeks after, um, we walked together and she said to me, you know, baby girl, God is just so amazing because I always knew that he brought me into your life because you needed a mama. She said, I just didn't realize that he brought you into my life because I was going to need a baby girl. (laughs) She said, will you be my daughter? I said, yes. And she said, well, then I am your mama. (laughs) And so, you know, I know it was such a special relationship. And I always maintain, you know, I mean, the show was beautiful, but I think it was, there was just so much love, real love and chemistry between us. Um, And that just, you know, came off, came off. And together we would, pray before the scene you know there was always a scene where we had pretended to be undercover angels yes. but there was always a moment when we we revealed that we weren't doctors or nurses or right. teachers or whatever bus drivers that we were in fact angels and we've been sent by the almighty and we would before that scene we would pray together and our prayer usually was quite simple but it was like some version of less of me more of you God, more of you, so that we could become, you know, conduits. We could be conduits of spirit and that, you know, that the Holy Spirit could work through us and then come through 
and then unthrew the camera and then out into the TV screen. And I can't tell you how many people shared with me that the show was a blessing to them, that it did minister to them, that it did comfort them, you know, that it always made them cry, it opened yes. their heart. And I know that was the Holy Spirit. Yes. You know? I'm certain of it. So, you know, I've tried to take that same prayer and um, have prayed it through. Now, as my career as a producer has been growing more than my career as an actor, I'm I'm so enjoying finding stories, telling stories, you know, bringing teams of people together to put these great projects together. And um, but but at the essence, the, at the core, is you know it's built on prayer yes. that um, that the shows would be a blessing. You know, so I'm pray- prayerful that resurrection will be a blessing and that anybody out there, particularly through pandemic, who's had to deal with grief, who's had to deal with loss, who've had, had to deal with loss of work or people who've been trying to educate their kids at home. Yes. I can't even imagine mm. how, you know, not that is and how complicated that has been for people. It's just, you know, the trickle down into things that we don't even think about how it's affected people. And we may not even know till we're all finally out of it, how it has affected people. But, you know, but here we just wanted to create and present something, to gift something as a resource, as a tool, just to remind people, you know, that they are loved. Really, it's it's such a loving message. It is. It, it wasn't nails that kept him on that cross. It was love. You, yes. And because he loved us, because he wanted to take our fear away, he he rose again. He could have done anything, you know. He could have got off the cross, you know. But this was the journey he went on—a loving journey for us. And it's always so touching. And I think this week in particular gives us an opportunity to really reflect on that. We see skeptics of the truth of the resurrection when there's so much historical evidence of its reality. I know. Well, people, you know, it's just like people have fallen asleep. You know, and so our job, I always think, is just to wake them up. You know, it's like somewhere inside, I believe, there's a knowing, you know, like that voice that we would, I would, my dad used to call it your God voice inside of you, and that you have to be quiet. We live in such a noisy world. There's so many distractions. There's so much going on that we don't take the time just to be still and know. Um, but I believe inside we do know. And... um you know, it's important that we that we have these moments of remembering. So yes. Also, you know, if we're trying to share, like in what, in what ways in our own lives that we try to evangelize, you know, whether it's just in very small ways of how we live our lives, that, that they would know us by our love, you know, or, you know, are we actually trying to... You know, to encourage people to read the Bible or encourage people to go to church with us. But I think a very easy ask is to have somebody watch a movie. You know, it's not too threatening to people. You know, it's like it's a good first step because it's like I think if we can open heart, if we can open a heart, the Holy Spirit will do the rest. You know, it's not my job. I'm not even good at that, but I'm good at telling stories that, in a way that will open the heart. There's a, there's a quote from a, a song that I've so loved over the years, and it's by um, a, a Canadian singer called Leonard Cohen, and I'm going to paraphrase it, but he says, Ring out the bells that still can ring, 
forget your perfect offering. There's a crack, a crack in everything. And that's how the light gets in. I always think of that. I love that. I always think of a little crack. You know, if hearts are closed, you know, if minds are shut down, as you say, the skeptics, and hearts are closed, you know, I always think one of my goals is just to try to open the heart a little bit, just a little crack, you know, and then God will do the rest. Yes. You know, Roma, one of the things very beautiful about the preaching of the disciples of Jesus, which had the resurrection as its center, is the church was established and has grown, and it is still growing today, and you make evidence of that in the film. I know, I know. I I think it's just amazing, because we take, we remind the audience at the end, we take them from the first century and this handful of believers into the 21st century, and a reminder that we are over 2.2 billion, billion believers today, and just how extraordinary that is. And I think at a time where we have felt isolated from each other and we have felt disconnected, in many cases we're still not even allowed to gather together because of safety issues to worship together. And um, I think it's just a very comforting reminder at this time that we belong to, you know, a, a bigger family that um, we belong to a, a greater community, all sons and daughters of a loving God. And, yes. um, yeah, I mean, it's just uh, <laughs> remarkable. So, you know, we're grateful for Discovery Plus for creating the opportunity for the movie to live on their platform. It's a streaming platform, which means you can jump in and see the movie anytime. But uh, as we approach Easter, I think there's no better way to celebrate than watching this beautiful film and being reminded of the sacrifice of Jesus and how much we're loved and, um, you know, and really give some, give some focus to the Easter season and all that that means. Rome, I couldn't agree with you more. That is so beautiful. And how will you and Mark celebrate Easter? Oh, well, we, you know, I mean, we'd be doing online church, I guess, again. (laughs) And, you know, our kids are grown now, so gone are the days where we were hiding Easter eggs in the garden. (laughs) Um, But, you know, a nice family, a small family gathering and, you know, a nice lunch in the garden. Roma Downey, God bless you, my dear sister. Thank you for what you and Mark are doing for Christ's kingdom to share the good news of Jesus Christ, especially through this film, Resurrection, now on demand at Discovery Plus. Thanks for being our guest today. Thank you so much, and happy Easter. Well, friends, that's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Byron Tyler. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.